How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Welcome to a special preview edition of the 41 Acres. I'm joined now by a legend. He needs no introduction, but he actually does because I'm on a podcast and you wouldn't know who the hell I'm talking to uh, if I didn't do it. The General John McClain, four decades in the NFL and one of the, I'm going to call you one of the top 15 most famous Baylor alums. Is that fair to do, General? No, that's I wouldn't be in the top one hundred and fifty Baylor alums, but thank you. Uh, I'll, I'll, all right, one top fifteen when it comes to football. How about that? Well, if you're counting ex players and coaches, I wouldn't fit in there. If you're counting media, then I'll say yes. All right, you got the Baylor Bears. Uh, you're you're a proud alum there. They're facing the Texas Longhorns now, up to number nine in the polls. I, I don't know how I feel about that because I'm I'm expecting a natural letdown, just given Tom Herman's history. Is Baylor a team, right now the spread's at 14, is Baylor a team that could maybe catch Texas sleeping and, and, and maybe make this thing interesting and maybe even pull out a win on Saturday at DKR? I would be shocked if Baylor could beat Texas. I'd be shocked if Baylor could beat the spread. Texas is too good. You know, everybody was skeptical after the Maryland game, but I don't know how anybody could watch the Longhorns the rest of the season, especially against Oklahoma, which, and I've been watching Texas OU since probably 1960 when I was eight. And uh, I've been to games there. I've covered games from the sideline when I worked at the Waco Tribune Arrow while I was going to Baylor. And I've been in the dressing rooms, the tunnel, and that was the exciting, the most exciting game I have ever seen. I agree. And I was pulling for Texas, and I'll tell you, Landry, a story. In 1961, uh, Texas played Ole Miss in the Cotton Bowl, and uh, my parents, my dad was a football fanatic like I am, and he would have a bunch of his friends over, and they'd put our old black-and-white TV up on the table, and then they'd go rent another one so he could watch two bowl games at once. There were only four. So the game came on, and uh, because I had grandparents from Bluxy, Mississippi, and we'd see them every couple of years, I liked Ole Miss's colors. So when the game came on, I clapped for Ole Miss, and my mother takes me in the bedroom, sits me on the edge of the bed, and said, John Craig, you never – root against the university when they're playing a team from another state. And I said, but Mama, we hate the Bevos. She said, we hate the Bevos when they're playing Baylor. She said, but when they're playing a team like Mississippi from out of the state, you pull for the university. And I had a hard time comprehending that. Didn't understand how you could hate a team all season and pull for them. But I was pulling for the Longhorns because I'm I'm a Texan. I want Texas teams to win. I don't care if that's Cowboys, Mavericks, Spurs. I want them to win when they're playing teams from out of state. And I was happy to see the Longhorns win that game. I do a weekly show with Chip Brown in Austin. Been doing it for years. And I always say good luck to the Longhorns. Condolences or congratulations. 
And as a Baylor alum, I'm saying congratulations way too many times this season. <laughs> yeah, you have been saying it. I'm I'm surprised myself. I th- I had him winning like eight or eight. I think I had him winning nine games, but I was overly optimistic. And and even I, you know, after the Maryland game, I was a little bit skeptical about it. But you know, they look like they're on that track. What about the Baylor program? Because we all know what happened with Art Bryles. Might get into that in just a minute. But Matt Rule, not not a good first year, but it appears, at least for me, I'm not going to act like I've watched you know every one of their games. It appears that he at least has thing has things heading in like a, a decent direction. He does. They they were terrible. They won one game in his first season because they lost all their players. The NCAA let him transfer and play immediately. The only one who stuck was Jalen Petrie, who's from Houston, and he's a hero to Baylor alums because he did stay. And they've had to rely on some transfers who set out. They've uh, recruited really well. I saw back in the spring that Baylor taking in 247 sports rivals and ESPN's ratings was rated higher in recruiting than any one-win team in history. And they've got a lot of good players. They've got a good quarterback from Austin, Charlie Brewer. who uh, He's who a rival of Ellinger's. He's had relatives at Tech, Art, Tech uh, West Virginia, Texas, and, uh, and Baylor fans are glad he did not go to Texas. But um, I think he's legitimate. they got really good receivers at Baylor. Their offensive line returned intact from last year and had a couple of transfers. Problem is their defense is not good. And I look for Texas to run up and down on the field. Two years ago, Neontae Foreman's last year, 2016, I went to the Baylor-Texas game as a guest of Longhorn Bob Moses and sat in his suite on the 50. And I sat there, and Texas won right at the end. Foreman had a great game, and all the Texas fans in the suite were jumping up and down and cheering. And I looked up at Bob. I said, what does it say about how far Longhorn football has fallen (laughs) that you guys are dancing around when you beat Baylor? Yeah, it was a low point. It's funny you mentioned that because my normal co-host on this show is actually uh, Deontay's dad. His name's Derek. He's he's he he had to apologize to Tom Her- Tom Herman earlier in the show or earlier this week because he's been real critical of him. But I always give him crap for that because you talk about a low point. Deontay actually did the Heisman pose uh, in the end zone of that game, and I was really pissed off about it. That was the low point of the Charlie Strong era for me to have a guy on a four-win team or whatever they were at that time doing the Heisman pose in Waco. So I was right there with you on that, and I always give him crap about that. Uh, Art Bryles, uh, we won't get too deep into the scandal thing because it's such a polarizing topic, but uh, I've always said that Art Bryles, uh, we're just strictly talking as far as, as a football coach. I think he did in my lifetime, and I've had this argument with Fred Davis, who I host uh, In the Loop with. Uh, I've had this argument with him, and I've had it with a lot of people. I think in my lifetime, Art Bryles has done the most impressive college football coaching job that I've ever seen. And I'm including Nick Saban, I'm including Bill Snyder, I'm including everybody, because what he did at Baylor and what they were before he got there, from just a straight coaching perspective, most impressive thing I've ever seen. Well, Landry, the most impressive I've ever seen was Bill O'Brien at Penn State because of the circumstances in which he took over. And one time, Browse was at a Texans practice on the sideline with O'Brien. And I remember 
tweeting the two coaches who did the best turnarounds that I've ever seen in my lifetime are talking to each other. And, you know, Texas tried to hire Art. It was never official. They made him try to interview. I remember they were they were going to, like, try to make him interview instead of just giving him the job, and it was awkward. I, I wonder what would have right. happened if they had hired if they had hired him because Art Bryles at Texas would be scary. He thought about it. Uh, he talked to his staff about it. They said they'd do whatever he wanted to do, and he slept on it the next day said no, so he never officially wow. interviewed because Texas couldn't have Art Baylor coach turning him down. Wow. So officially, he was never a candidate. Man. But, you know, Art's a tremendous offensive coach. He always had a great running game, not just a passing game. He had it at U of H, and he had it at Baylor, and he had a lot of great players. His system turned a lot of receivers into great college receivers who didn't pan out in the NFL other than Josh Gordon, who has the ability, but we all know his well-documented problems with drugs. But Art did an incredible job. Got a stadium built. Uh, he he told me when he when Jared Stidham went there that Stidham had a chance to be the best quarterback he ever had, and uh, he played. And then when Art got fired, Stidham left, and uh, now he's at Auburn, of course. But he recruited quarterbacks, and he always had a quarterback. Texas, other than Vince Young and Colt McCoy, almost never had a quarterback. Going back to Bobby Lane, and I asked him one time. Why do you recruit all these small-town quarterbacks? And he told me something that I've never forgotten. He said a small-town quarterback has been carrying the weight of the whole town on his shoulders since he was probably in the ninth grade. And by the time he gets to college, he's used to pressure. And I thought, wow. And I went back, and the quarterback that he recruited that was from the – he had someone from a Dallas suburb, like Case Keenum from Austin, RG3 from Coppers Cove, Nick Florence, I can't remember. He was from Bryce Petty from Midlothian. So that, that was his philosophy, and I thought, wow, I, I never thought about that. It is crazy. What do you think we'd be saying about Art Bryles if he'd gone to Texas and he were in his fourth year as a coach there, if they'd hired him? In, well, or actually, he'd be reasons, in his fifth. What, what, what do you think we'd be saying about him? He didn't want to go. Art just wanted to coach football. And I'm convinced that's one of the things that got him in trouble. He just wanted to coach. Other people take care of things. And he didn't want to go to Austin and have to you know, rub elbows with billionaires telling him what to do. Mac Brown was great at that. I think Tom Herman's good at it. You know, DeLos Dodge was incredible at it. So was, so was Daryl Royal. But if he'd have gone there, they'd have been throwing the ball all over the place you know, a lot sooner than they are now. And they would have been one of the most exciting teams in college football. And and I'll say this, and I've been watching the Longhorns for six decades. It's it's inexcusable that Texas, with its resources, with a great city of Austin, with a great campus at the University of Texas, is not a top five team with Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson every year. It just is ridiculous. And maybe Tom Hanks. Tom Herman can return them to the place that they should be, which is one of the most successful and prestigious football teams in the country. Do you think uh, Do you think Vince Young's the best college quarterback of the last 25 years? Uh, no, I wouldn't say that. There's been a lot of great college quarterbacks. You know, he won, he, he 
quarterback, the greatest, I think the greatest game I've ever seen. I asked him one time when he was in uh, Tennessee and we were doing a charity fundraiser together. And I said, what was it like to score that touchdown and stand and have all the confetti coming down on you? And I, he said, I don't remember. It just happened. It was in the moment. I had to see it later to realize, oh, my God, what had happened. And I can't imagine that's got to be the epitome of being an athlete in any sport. It's not only do you score the winning touchdown, you score to beat a team that was supposed to be better than you, been hyped by ESPN the whole time, and you beat them. You come from behind to beat them, and you win the national championship. That that that's never going to go away from Vince. You know, if he plays his cards right, he can be like Earl Campbell. He can be at the University of Texas for the rest of his life. Yeah, I think he's. I think that he doesn't have a choice. I think that's pretty much what he's doing now. He's basically an ambassador. Uh, give me a reason. Baylor wins if Baylor loses if. Give lay out a scenario in which Baylor wins this game on Saturday. You got you got you got to play with me here, John. You got to play with me. Give me a scenario in which Baylor wins because I'm telling you, you talk about these receivers and quarterbacks. I know that Texas looked good against OU for three quarters, but against TCU and USC, there were some opportunities there that they were unable to capitalize on. I really do think Baylor can move the ball on this defense. Uh, Baylor wins if the entire team gets food poisoning, is hospitalized overnight, cannot go to the game, and they have to forfeit. I hate you saying this. That's the only way. I hate you saying this right now. Baylor is going to win this game in Austin. Okay, you're you're making me feel a little bit a uh, little bit better about myself. So go ahead and give me a uh, give me a score prediction before I let you go, John. Let's see. After watching the Longhorns do what they did to Oklahoma, and I do think there'll be a little. That wouldn't surprise me at all if Longhorns don't get off to a slow start because it, it's just a natural letdown. But uh, I think they'll prevail mainly in the second half and win. Say. Uh, 45 to 27. Okay, so they're going to cover. So John McClain said go ahead yes, and bet. Yes, they'll cover. And we have a bet on uh, Deshaun Watson playing on Sunday. You so can I bet might the house Chinese. on this one. Okay, I'll, I'll bet the house. I'm going to bet everything. I'll bet uh, my whole bank 14 account. 14 and a half, is that the spread? Uh, I think last I saw it was 14. So uh, well, Go yeah. with it. Go with it. I'll go with it just because you said so. John, I uh, very much appreciate you hopping on the 41 Acres. Uh, you're a legend. I very much appreciate your time, and I'll see you at the station next week. Thank you very much. Landry, it's my pleasure. Anytime, keep up the great work. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.